Amen. A reminder, there's a box in the back for your morning tithes and offerings. You can do that as you leave. For those who are online, uh, in the upper left-hand corner, you'll see the link to our church website. You go to that site, and you'll see a link there for online giving. You can give that way as well. Turn with me in your Bibles to the book of Matthew, chapter 27. Matthew 27. As I have been and will continue to be through this Easter season, we're going to be continuing to look and spend time looking at the cross. And not just looking at the cross itself, but looking at some of the people that made up that entire scene. Last week, we looked at Simon of Cyrene. And today, we want to look at the Roman centurion, who began his day thinking he was going to be doing one thing and part of one thing, but then ended up in a very different way than he could have anticipated. Matthew chapter 27 My subject this morning is simply finding faith at the cross. Matthew 27, I'll begin reading in verse number 47. Some of those who stood there, when they heard that, said, This man is calling for Elijah. Immediately, one of them ran and took a sponge, filled it with sour wine, and put it on a reed, and offered it to him to drink. The rest said, Let him alone. Let us see if Elijah will come to save him. And Jesus cried out with a loud voice and yielded his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth quaked, and the rocks were split, and the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. So when the centurion and those with him who were guarding Jesus, saw the earthquake and the things that had happened, they feared greatly, saying, Truly this was the Son of God. And many women who followed Jesus from Galilee ministering to him were there looking on from afar, among whom were Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. Finding faith at the cross. Roman centurions represented the absolute best the Roman military had to offer. They were experienced soldiers. They were ones who had risen through the ranks. Nobody was just all of a sudden appointed a centurion. They had approved themselves through many, many years of military experience. And when they had not only proven themselves worthy as a soldier, but as a leader, they were then put in charge, given their name Centurion, of 100 soldiers. Each time, interestingly, a centurion appears in the New Testament, that centurion is shown in a positive light. When Jesus yielded his spirit on the cross that faithful day, a lot of things began to happen. The veil of the most holy place was torn in two from top to bottom. The earth began to shake and rocks began to split. Graves were opened and 
the saints were raised from the dead. Imagine yourself watching all of this happening. What would be your, what might be your reaction? It's in this backdrop that the centurion declares, truly this was the son of God. In an instant, he became a man of faith in the Lord by being able to see with all the evidence that's around him, this was the son of God. He confessed that Jesus was truly God. And when he, what we can learn from him today is that you and I can still encounter faith. You and I can still find faith. No matter what we're going through, we can find faith at the cross. Now, the first thing the centurion saw was evidence for faith. Now, this was an uncommon form of execution and an uncommon death. You see, not all prisoners of Rome who faced crucifixion were put through what Jesus was put through. Not all of them were beaten the way he was. Not all of them were mocked the way he was. In many cases, a crucifixion back in Roman days would have been a very ordinary event. Not, not all of them were driven to the same level of weakness that he was, thus, necess- thus, thus requiring what we talked about last week with the help of Simon of Cyrene. And yet through this entire ordeal, Jesus never lost his poise. Through this entire ordeal, he never sent out anger or sent out bitterness or sent out wrath. He did not lash out and didn't seek revenge. What he did do was the moment he was on the cross, the very first words we have recorded him saying is, Father, forgive them, for they don't know what they're doing. Observing this entire scene unfold, the centurion comes to the amazing conclusion that this was no ordinary man. The Lord's suffering had changed the centurion. He got to witness it from the beginning of the trial through the entire ordeal, the time at Pilate's palace, to the crucifixion. He got to see the robe put on his beaten body, and then that same robe ripped off. He got to see the crown of thorns literally hammered into his forehead. He got to see the mocking as they carried him through the streets in a mocking tone, bowing to him as royalty. He got to see the events at Pilate's house where the sensible thing would have been to let Jesus go and take Barabbas to Calvary. That's not what happened. He saw the long journey to Golgotha. He saw the crowd screaming at him and he saw where the Roman soldiers in all of their ecstasy were gambling for his clothes. What kind of man could go through all of this and not be bitter? What kind of person could go through all of this and not be angry? What kind of man could experience this level of cruelty, this level of the worst that humanity has, and respond in love? Church, his name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. Then, as as if the Lord's response wasn't enough, as if... Seeing the love come out of this man were not enough. Stuff starts to happen. It was midday. It was noon. Sun was high in the sky. 
And all of a sudden, everything was dark. And unfortunately, back in Roman days, they had no streetlights. So they couldn't see anything. It was dark. The earth began to quake. The rocks began to split. Graves began to open. The dead became alive again. And the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. God demonstrated in that moment his power. He demonstrated his power over sin in the veil being torn in two. He demonstrated his power over death in people coming alive again who had been dead. In the midst of our most difficult situations, our God has the power to overcome anything that you and I are going through. We no longer need need to have to wait by the wayside. The symbolism of the veil being torn in two, that we could enter that most holy place, is that we no longer needed a priest, no longer needed any intervention, no longer needed a preacher or a pastor. You have the ability at any moment of any day to walk into the, the master's throne room directly and commune with Jesus. Now, how would you have responded to all these events? The centurion saw all these things, and he got the sneaking suspicion that they must be connected somehow. You ever been with someone who just doesn't have the ability to connect the dots? Don't look at anybody. He was able to surmise that this was no criminal. This was no ordinary man. This man was special. You see, the Roman centurion had seen death before. He wouldn't have been a centurion if he hadn't. He had seen crucifixion before. This was not an uncommon journey or an uncommon scene to him. He knew how this was supposed to go. It was rather routine from the standpoint of how things worked in Rome. But this was different. When Jesus cried out, it is finished, that was not a cry of exhaustion. That was not a cry of defeat. That was a cry of victory over sin and victory over death. The battle over sin was over. The battle over death was over. The battle over sickness was over. The battle over division was over. The battle over hatred is over. The battle over bondage was over. Jesus declared, it is finished. And Jesus was victorious. And when Jesus said, into your hands, I commend my spirit. He was making the biggest declaration of trust that you and I need to follow. In the midst of our deepest, darkest trials. In the midst of those crosses that we've been carrying for a long time. We need to remember that it's in his hands in his hands that we commend our spirits, in his hands that we commend our lives, in his hands that we give all that we are because there's no better place for our lives to be. And this scene changed the centurion. He acknowledges here that Jesus is God. Now, the account as recorded by Matthew has the words of the centurion saying, Truly, this was the Son of God. In Luke, the verse is, truly, this was a righteous man. Most historians believe both were said. 
but both contradicted why everybody was there that day. You see, everyone was there to see a man die. But what happened was that new life became possible for you and for me. Being at the foot of the cross changes people one way or another because the centurion made this declaration. It is quite clear not everybody did. Also, the cross we are called to carry each day can change us. The challenges can be great sometimes. And some of the crosses that many of you have been carrying, you've been carrying for a long time. The last year of our lives, in many ways, can feel like a cross we've been carrying, having to deal with so many differences, so many changes, so many alterations to our way of life. But we're given the opportunity in the midst of all that we experience. You and I are given the opportunity, the same one the centurion had each and every day, to declare that truly I follow the Son of God. We live at the foot of the cross. We respond to cruelty when we see things around us by responding the way Jesus did. We tap into his power that Jesus showed in facing his accusers. We tap into his power that he showed in facing the mistreatment that he went through. And we tap into his power in facing the hatred that he dealt with. It's been a long year, hasn't it? Basically one year. Well, next Sunday will be one year since we had a shutdown for a while. And we miss the ways things were. We miss the hugging. I know we all talk about that. We miss the hugging. We miss the fellowship after service, which is Christian ease for we miss the food after service. The fellowship too. We miss so many things that are different now. I was with a group of ministers yesterday through a Zoom meeting, and we were talking about how different things are, how different weddings are today, how different funerals are today, how different just everything is. We don't travel to work the same way, and as I've mentioned, although I'm sure one day it'll change, I've not gone on the Long Island Railroad for over a year, and I don't miss it one bit. but we've many have gone through so many deep things. It's created so many different senses of instability, like our foundation has been rocked and the trials have been deep. And oftentimes when we're carrying a cross that's for a long period of time, we can get tired. We can grow weary. We can feel like, when is this going to end? This has gone on for too long. Yet what God is asking each of us to do is to look at the cross that we're carrying, to look at the cross that he died upon and remember, truly, we serve the Son of God. Truly, our allegiance is to the one who is above all that's going on in our lives. Truly, this was him. How many know Jesus is greater than COVID? 
He's greater than anything that comes our way in this life. The centurion had to have been truly amazed. He saw the earth began to shake. Rocks split in two. People who were dead are now walking around alive. And he comments on none of those things. I got to admit, I might have drawn some attention to those first. But his first words are about Jesus. About the Son of God. All too often, even in our lives as believers, when these trials arise, the focus becomes the trial. And there's an understanding for that because that's how we're created. We focus on the things in front of us. But it's with spiritual eyes that we need to move to a place to understand that when there's an illness, when there's a trial, when there's some type of trouble, Jesus hasn't stopped being the Son of God. Even when our finances are not what they need to be, Jesus is still the Son of God. Even when our health is not what it needs to be, Jesus is still the Son of God. Even when our relationships are not where they need to be, Jesus is still the Son of God. He's still on the throne and still able to step into your life and into my life and make a difference. He's still able to come into our lives that seem like they're going nowhere, that seem like they're falling apart. And he's able to open graves and make life come from death. He's able to move in you and in me. I absolutely love one of the songs that we sang for worship. It's been a favorite of mine for so many years. And what I love about it is the story behind it. Many may not know this, the name Horatio Spafford. That name doesn't just roll off your tongue. But he was a businessman in the 1800s. And after a series of business ventures that just fell apart, and he was nearly penniless, but he still had some income to rethink and recalibrate and reinvest and restart again. But figured before he would do all of that, he would take him, his wife, and his four daughters on a cruise, kind of clear their heads, and then dive into his new business venture. So they booked a trip, and then, but suddenly a business opportunity came, so he was delayed, and he sent his four daughters and his wife on a cruise ship bound for London. And about halfway through that trip, that cruise ship hit another ship. And when he got a telegram from his wife as she reached London... It just said two words, saved alone. His four daughters were gone. Grief stricken, he boarded the first boat he could to head to London to be with his wife. And the story as it's been documented is when that now next ship reached the point in the Atlantic Ocean where the first ship had gone down where the lives of his daughters were taken. In his grief, he takes out a pen and paper 
And he writes these words. When peace like a river attendeth my way, when sorrows like sea billows roll, whatever my lot, thou hast taught me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. My sin, oh, the bliss of this glorious thought. My sin, not in part, but the whole, is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Oh, my soul. That takes a lot of focus on the cross to do that. How many know that? I'm sure he grieved like a normal human being at the loss of four precious daughters. But no matter what we go through in life, we can still look to Jesus. We can still look to the cross where we see not the crucifixion of a criminal, but the end of bondage, the end of suffering, the victory and our deliverance in what Jesus came to do. How do we tap into this power? that allowed Horatio Spafford to write the words that became one of the most beloved hymns throughout church history. And Lord, haste the day when my faith shall be sight. The clouds be rolled back as a scroll. The trump shall resound and the Lord shall descend. How many are looking forward to that day? How many are looking forward, especially in the last year, we're looking forward to that day. But he says, even so, it is well with my soul. I'm looking forward to that day, but Lord, it'll come when it comes. In the meantime, it is well with my soul. Oh, it may not be well with my home, but it is well with my soul. It may not be well with my health, but it is well with my soul. It may not be well with my finances, but it is well with my soul. It may not be well with my country, but Lord, it is well with my soul. So how can we tap into this power? We can catch a glimpse like the centurion did of Jesus on the cross and see the victory he provided, and then we can declare like he did. Truly, this is the Son of God. Truly, this is a righteous man. He is my Jesus. Is he your Jesus today? He is my Jesus. And no matter what I go through, no matter what I have to deal with, it is well with my soul. We're going to come to the Lord's table and celebrate Holy Communion. For those who are watching, you can grab elements that represent the body and blood, a cracker or some bread and some juice. And we can share this together.